Welcome to the Reseller Entrepreneur, the podcast for reseller hobbyists eager to turn reselling into a successful business. Learn from Mike and other reseller entrepreneurs as they share their experiences and tips on running an online business. Here's your host, Old Fashioned Mike. Thank you for joining us again. I hope everybody enjoyed the last episode where we interviewed Sid Lunawat from hammock.com. They are an outsourcer for uh, listings primarily, uh, among other things, but listings is what I use them for. And uh, I would always suggest that you look at outsourcing those tasks in your business that that uh, really are expensive for you to do. But uh, offshoring them could make a lot of sense for you in growing your business. In today's episode, we have two topics. Actually, we're gonna, we've talked about the funnel in the past, and we're going to go through that first. But I, I want everybody to also stick by we with um, a second topic, which is pretty controversial in the reseller space, and it's it's going to go over several what I consider controversial business models that I think are touted a lot on uh, YouTube specifically, but in other places as well. So stick with me uh, until the end of this episode, because that's going to be really insightful for you. Uh, it's not going to be quite as a flowery picture that is given to you by those pushing those um, products and uh, business models. Okay, so the first topic, the funnel. Now, we've talked about the funnel several times uh, over the first few episodes, and it's it's the way business is done in several different areas. Reselling, it's not done very often. Matter of fact, I would say I don't think I've ever seen it done. And I'm just starting to do it now. So we're going to learn this together. But the funnel is, the whole concept of the funnel is about creating a list of customers. Uh, just like you would follow, you have Instagram followers or Facebook followers or LinkedIn followers. You're trying to get followers to your business. So pretend that it's five years down the road. And you've made several hundreds of thousands of dollars in sales over those five years. And you have an account on all the platforms and uh, you have an inventory of maybe five or 10, even 10,000 items. And you decide you want to get out of the business. So you try to sell it. Well, what happens when you try to sell a reselling business? I could tell you, when you try to sell a resell business, you are going to be offered a fraction of the value of the inventory. So if on your eBay store, if it says you have $100,000 in inventory or $200,000 in inventory, that's the retail cost of that. So you're going to, you really could resell the business for about 25% of that. So five years of hard work with hundreds of thousands of dollars in sales and you get $25,000 or $50,000 that hardly seems why you've entered uh, the resale business. So the funnel aims to change that. Now, I want to be very, very clear. Um, I'm just starting the funnel, so I'm hardly an expert at it. <laughs> but I have worked in other businesses that the funnel is broadly used. And so uh, I'm applying that today, and, and we're going to see how it goes together. So let's start talking about the funnel. So the funnel is that you have all your cross postings as a minimum, as I said. And that means you're on Macari, you're on uh, you're on eBay, you're on Poshmark, Grailed, and what have you. Um, what you're going to do 
is you are going to place a customer service card in your uh, in your packages as you send them out to your customers, and that. And I'm going to put a uh, something online with an example of my customer service card. That customer service card is going to say thank you. Um, it's uh, if you could please rate us uh, five stars. We'd appreciate it. If there's something that's wrong, uh, give us uh, contact us, and we'll be glad to take care of it. Um, but please do that before you leave feedback. And very, very important here. And if you'd like further discounts on any of our products, use the code SAVE10 at and then your website. And your website is going to have all your products uh, that you sell. And it's going to be in a, in one product category. You're not going to – so if you have a bunch of product categories now – uh, which you may have, um, you're going to actually do it for one product category. So mine's clothing, like we've talked about several times. And so, um, so, but it's only men's clothing. Even though I have women's clothing in my store, I only put on my Shopify store men's clothing. Now, I say Shopify store. It could be Shopify. It could be Wix. It could be, I mean, there's a, several different platforms. I think Shopify is probably the easiest. At least I think it's the easiest. Um, and I get... There's no kickbacks for me from Shopify in saying that. I just found it to be easier than the other platforms. But in your Shopify store, you're going to have – it's basically going to mirror your eBay store or your Poshmark store or what have you. And um, you're going to make sure that all your platforms are synced. And so you're going to use a product like List Perfectly or Vendu or Ink Frog to be able to to sync those up, and so if you sell something on eBay, that it delists everything from the other platforms, and and I think that's very very important. You do that. You don't want to double sell things. But the moral of the story is really you're trying to push people to your website. Um, now most of your sales are not going to come from your website. They're still going to come from the platforms, and you should never use the eBay or Poshmark email systems uh, to try to push your customers to uh, your your uh, Shopify store. If you do that, you're definitely in violation of your terms of service. Uh, matter of fact, they, they usually uh, look at your emails as they go out, and if there's anything associated with an email address or an address – or a website, they're going to they're going to delete the message even before it goes out. So you won't even have the opportunity to do that. But um, when you when people go to your site to start to look at your items, uh, even though those items are in your eBay store or your Poshmark store, um, but when they go to your Shopify store, they're not looking at other people's uh, uh, items. So if you have a Robert Graham shirt, for instance. They're not looking at somebody else's Robert Graham shirt next to it. They're only looking at your Robert Graham shirts, and that's important. So that person becomes your customer, and if they buy through your platform, then they uh, you collect their email address. Now, you can also collect their email address. Um, uh, you can ask for it um, on your platform because there are no terms of service on your platform, and then that person becomes your customer. So – for each email address that you collect, um, you are building your lists and that creates value in your business. So unlike if you just have a reselling business that's on eBay or, or Poshmark, um, which is only your, the value of your business is your inventory. Now you have 
customers. Those people are, are like followers, but they're followers of your store, not you as a person, and therefore become a sellable asset. But what happens if you don't want to sell uh, in five years? That's okay. You still have a list of customers that you can market to outside of the eBay and Poshmark uh, ecosystem. You're in your own ecosystem now, and they become just like any other retail establishment that has a following. You could send out uh, as many coupon codes as you want. You could send out referral codes. You can ask for referrals. You could uh, advertise outside of the uh, regular uh, platforms. And most importantly is you have the ability to go to two very large platforms, Instagram and Facebook. The estimated users of eBay in any given, uh, I think it's a year, is 180 million users. And if you're an Amazon seller, it's in the billions, of course. Uh, but a good competitor to Amazon is Instagram and Facebook, which is also in the billions. And Facebook and Instagram have uh, the ability to sell products. Shopify automatically pushes inventory directly to Facebook and Instagram. So now your, your 180 million viewers, potential viewers in a year can now reach the billions and you can imagine how fast the sell through rate is with the billion people looking at your products as opposed to just 180 million. So going back to just being a reseller, you have the value of inventory is your final value of your business. Now you have your customers, you have your Instagram account, you have your Facebook account. These are, those are both business accounts and your inventory all as an asset that is sellable and grows in value over time. So you're now probably asking yourself, okay, well, a customer service card with your website on it, is that really going to create a large list? And that alone, you're probably right, is not going to. So you definitely need to build, once you have everything in Shopify and push to Instagram and Facebook, you have to develop a focus on building your list. And that's going to be done primarily through Instagram and Facebook advertising. And there are plenty of classes in Udemy and on YouTube about how to market on those platforms you need to get good at that because building your list is your primary focus. Sales will happen. Now, I have one last thing that I've just started doing. As a matter of fact, I've just started doing it today. I sell clothes. We've already established this. What in, When you actually list clothes, many times you put the measurements, you write the measurements down on, on, a, on a whiteboard or you have it uh, printed out. Uh, and you basically photograph that so people see the measurements of the clothing. What I've done recently is put my web address on uh, a screen that shows uh, the measurements. And so people can go directly to my website. And I don't put anything about coupon codes or saving uh, more on on my uh, Shopify store. But people see it. And so they know they can go there and take a look at other items. And again, capturing them as a, as a client. Now, of course, all of this might be in violations of the terms of service. And so it's a bit of an experiment that I'm doing um, that I may need to back off on. But today, I'm trying to give people multiple ways to understand that I'm an outside business as well as a reseller. So if you start to think um, now how many eyeballs are actually seeing your inventory, you have 180 million with 
eBay. You have a pro, let's say a quarter of that with all the other platforms. So let's call it just call it two hundred and fifty million uh, throughout the all the platforms. Your Shopify store may be minimal, but it opens up the gateway to billions for Facebook and and Instagram. You're now having several billion people have the potential of seeing a, a, a particular item. In addition, you have an email marketing list that you're building over time. So when it's time to either get out of the business or frankly, just continue to sell at a, a, an increasing rate, you are now doing things that large retailers do. So you're no longer just a reseller. And that, again, is the mindset that we try to build on this podcast. So there are probably a lot of questions on how to execute this. And we're going to release some YouTube videos to kind of go through the mechanics of this. This is um, There's a lot of moving parts to this. It's not easy. It takes time. You have to planfully do this. Otherwise, you could do more damage um, in the process. So watch out for those YouTube videos. We'll try to announce them on the website and of course, you could always email me if you have any questions at mike at oldfashionedmike.com. Okay, we're going to go into our second topic after this message. Um, so just grab a cup of coffee and we'll be right back. For more reselling resources, head over to oldfashionedmike.com. Okay, so our second topic, of course, are some of the internet controversies out there around different business models that are effective on uh, the various platforms. And so, you know, there are, I can't really speak too much to Amazon. I just want to be upfront about that. So we're not going to cover any of those, the, you know, the reselling of books and private label and all those. Uh, there are plenty of YouTube videos out there. And maybe at some point, um, I'll bring somebody on to talk about that. We're going to talk today, we're going to start with the first topic, which is drop shipping. I know that when we talk about drop shipping, uh, I'm going to get a lot of hate email, and so I, I I know that there are people out there that are successful at this, and I don't want to take away from their success. So here are the mechanics of drop shipping. You find a product that has a high sell-through rate on eBay, and then you go find that same product on Amazon, Walmart, or Costco, or any other website that presumably sells for a lot less. So then you list that item on eBay, and when you make a sale, you go to the website that has the lower price, and you put the customer, the eBay customer's address, the shipping address. Stay with us. We'll be right back. You love listening to podcasts, but have you ever thought about starting your own podcast? Maybe you want to build a brand, grow your business, or are looking for an excuse to talk about your favorite hobby. Whatever your reason for making a podcast, Buzzsprout is the place to start. Since 2009, Buzzsprout has helped over 300,000 people launch their own podcasts. Buzzsprout walks you step-by-step -step through the whole process and will give you powerful tools to start, grow, and monetize your podcast. Ready to get started? Click the link in the show notes to get our free step-by-step -step guide to starting your podcast today. In uh, that website and then put your credit card or maybe a gift card uh, that has some additional discounts. And then you uh, ship it directly to the eBay customer. You put the shipping information uh, on eBay. So when it ships, it goes out from Walmart or, or Amazon. So on the surface, this sounds easy and sounds great. You don't have to have inventory. 
All you have to do is find items that sell for lower prices on other websites and then sell those items, presumably with a high sell-through rate on eBay. Um, So nothing but upside. But I'm going to tell you that it's not that easy and is fraught with danger. Number one, you have to be very, very on top of your emails. If something sells on eBay at three in the morning, you have to go on to that other website very, very quickly and order it. Otherwise, that item might not be available on the website when you first listed it. So imagine this, is that somebody orders a something very expensive, they pay you um, on eBay, you go in, onto, let's say, Amazon, and you um, order it, and guess what? The price is different, or they're out of stock, or maybe uh, Amazon Prime is not available for this item. As a matter of fact, during COVID, even Amazon Prime doesn't show up in a day or two. So this is now a customer service problem, which also could lead to a customer service complaint, and eventually eBay will understand that you're drop shipping and it's against terms of service, you'll probably lose your account. Problem number two, the box shows up at the the eBay customer's home and it says Amazon on it. And he or she looks at it and says, I didn't order anything from Amazon and it's got their information, but it's tied to your credit card. So they contact you or maybe they contact eBay. eBay finds out you're drop shipping. It's against terms of service. You lose your account. Number three, these items that frequently drop shippers use are very high sell-through rate items. But in order to sell quickly, they keep their prices on eBay very low. A matter of fact, so low that you wonder how they can make money at all doing this. And people who sell dropshipping classes will tell you, well, yes, it's all about volume. So think about that for a second. We always push to have a high profit margin on the products you sell, or at least a reasonable product margin. Here, you're getting maybe a buck or two on maybe even 100 items a day. So you're doing all this work for a dollar. Why would you do that? That makes no sense. I would say the same problem exists on Amazon. And I don't know this for a fact because I don't sell on Amazon. But the all-famous buy box really really goes to sellers who actually drop their price. And so they even sell software that will consistently drop your price till you get that buy box. And hopefully you're making enough margin for the effort. With eBay, you don't have that luxury. So you're working a lot for very little. And you can, many, many drop shippers say that, well, I make $100,000 a year doing this. And I would say, great, listen, all power to you if you can make it work. But I don't know anybody that makes this work on a consistent basis, not for $100,000. And that is a lot of work for $100,000. You're much better off just going and getting a job because really this would be a 24-7 job for you to make $100,000 a year. And most importantly, you're not building a business. You're, you're basically buying a job. So again, don't want to take away the successes that people have with drop shipping. And if you can make it work, I would say make it work. Uh, but if you're going to drop ship, you want to be exclusive on a product. And uh, that's not really you know, as easy as it sounds. 
there are too many drop shipping companies out there that are selling the same product to hundreds, if not thousands of drop shippers. And uh, so I think the success rate on this is very low. Okay, so for controversial topic number two, wholesaling. Now, wholesaling actually is very legitimate. Um, it's just very, very hard to do. If you look at a lot of YouTubers specifically, they'll they'll say, oh, you got to learn how to wholesale, and they have a, a bunch of wholesaling classes. Now, nothing's wrong with wholesaling. Just want to be very, very clear. If you could find a company that will give you their product to sell online and be exclusive, um, there is no problem with wholesaling. Think about it in terms of retailing. Imagine you have a shop um, in your town and you sell, I'll stay with clothes because I know them, a Ralph Lauren. So you're going to be, you're going to have Ralph Lauren shirts in your store. And the next person who have has Ralph Lauren shirts may be two towns away or maybe even a completely different state. With online sales, um, this doesn't exist. So a wholesaler might be uh, sending you uh, Ralph Lauren shirts uh, here in Boston, but in California, they're selling somebody else Ralph Lauren shirts, and you're both selling them on eBay. So that's the real problem with wholesaling. So the key is to find products that nobody else sells, and that's hard. Uh, so then you're relegated to competing on price. Um, and so then you have the same race to the bottom problem that you have with Amazon. So what you need to do is find something that you could buy that nobody else can buy. Um, or certainly nobody else that can sell the, that product online and you become the exclusive distributor. That is a very difficult thing to do in order for you to be successful at that, you need to convince the manufacturer about your ability to sell many of their items. And so they need to look at you as a viable uh, source uh, of sales. And if you don't have any experience doing that, um, it, it's going to be a very hard sell. Now, there will be times during the year that you might want to actually buy the same products everybody else sells just because the sell-through rate is so high and you're able to sell that. So a really good example, during the Christmas time, I sell toys. And I get these toys from the same exact place that many eBay sellers get their toys. And so they're getting the same exact price I am. Even if they buy in more volume, their buy price is not very much different than mine. And so you'll see a tendency for resellers to sell them for right around the same amount of money. There are a few resellers out there that absolutely will sell for maybe a two or $3 over what they bought it for, which I think is a complete waste of time and I wouldn't bother. But most will sell from let's say 10 to 20% profit. And that is actually not too bad for something you just order. But again, you run into the same problem. Your lower margins necessitate for you to buy a lot of inventory and then you end up basically buying a job and that's not really what I want to do. So we do something a little bit different here. We actually have manufactured goods, meaning we start from a base product and we enhance that product and then we sell it as a new product. This is not something that everybody can do. Uh, I acknowledge that, but I 
want you to think in terms of how do I take something existing and do something different in order to make it a new product that other people can't replicate without violating a trademark that you own. Now think about the power of that. You have an exclusive product that you set the pricing, you set the availability, you control the channel about where you sell. So you could sell it to all the platforms or just eBay or maybe just your Shopify store. But the key is you're not competing with other people. Unlike wholesaling where you're competing with everybody. So this is an advanced topic and I'm not going to do it any justice by going over it through it here, but we will have a future episodes that we go into how to pick and manufacture a product. Now we'll say this is very much like private labeling on Amazon, and that could be very expensive. But there are thousands, if not hundreds of thousands of people that manufacture things every day on Etsy. So I want you to think more like an Etsy manufacturer than a private label manufacturer. You want to look at being able to make items in small quantities. And as sales grow, so could your manufacturing. So to recap, what this does is one, allows you to set your own pricing. Two, keeps competitors from taking a product and undercutting you by price. Three, it allows you to test your product ideas quickly and pivot if they're not successful. And four, and most importantly, it creates another income stream and value to your business long-term. So not only now are you a reseller and you've developed your email list because of the funnel, you now have a product that is exclusive to your business that other people can't sell unless they license it from you. Okay, so the last subject I want to talk about is something that I actually like. One of the problems with being a reseller is sometimes coming into a lot of inventory. No inventory, no sales, no sales, no money, no money, no business. So what does this mean? Well, if you're in an area where there's a lot of inventory, it creates an opportunity for you to be a supplier to those who don't have a lot of inventory. So how do you do this? Well, it's actually pretty simple. Sell it on eBay. How many times have you gone into eBay and saw lots of items and you just buy them in lots and then you break up that lot and sell it in your store as individual items. That's all this is. So at the end of the day, it just becomes another product. What happens is that you, again, put them through the funnel, through your eBay store and your Shopify store and your Instagram and Facebook store, and you get their email address, and then you develop your list, and then you market to them your lots of wholesale items, and rinse and repeat. Anyway, this is a very large subject, and we should probably devote an entire episode to it and maybe find somebody that actually has more experience doing it than I do. So that brings us to the end of the episode. Thank you very much for joining. You could learn about this subject and others at oldfashionedmike.com or listen to this podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. Thank you very much, and see you next week. This episode has ended, but your journey towards turning your reselling hobby into a business doesn't have to. Head on over to oldfashionedmike.com for more information and tips on running a successful reselling business. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss an episode. Until next time.